0: We're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer Podcast and I'm your host, Jason Larkins, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. 5678, let's get started. Turn it up, you tune it in, into Let's Pop Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 29. Not sure if there's going to be a 30, but thank you for joining. Back with us again, our resident tier mom. Don't be less when you can be more. Brittany Moore, what is going on?
1: Just life, uh, podcast and running your kids around.
0: <laughs> there we go, and the lashes, the lash business.
1: Yes, the lashes, the lashes are going pretty good. Um, there we go. How's everything going for you? We're just getting out of like major choreography, like yeah, weekends and stuff like that. So I think you guys on the calendar have a, you know, a couple weekends to breathe a little bit maybe. How's that going?
0: going good today is officially the last day of choreography so we'll wrap up some things here but nothing too crazy and you know we're always busy we never have a free weekend like we're always <laughs> going something. like we have a free weekend from the gym but ashley is sure to make sure that we are doing something active on the weekend so i'm not sure where we're going this weekend but i know we're going somewhere like always you know it's always in the calendar so we're doing something but yeah who knows we might even have cheer this week i don't even know so don't know But anyway, let's talk to your podcast. Here we are. Make sure that we're here in the opening, that you guys like the podcast. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe. If you're faithful to the channel, uh, share it with someone who you think would like it. And uh, leave a five-star review. But do something. Help support the channel. And, um, you know, here we go. So, be more. You might notice that I am wearing purple today. And so... Over the weekend, uh, Beth Hendricks Mundell actually passed away. So she was the owner at Rockstar Arizona, and so I just wanted to start off the show, and you know, truly give our deepest condolences. Our thoughts and prayers are with the the Rockstar Arizona family, with Beth's immediate family, her extended family. Um, I just I just can't imagine. She was pretty young. Um, she wasn't too too much older than me and though I didn't know her too well I knew that she was a what I knew of she was a great lady all of our interactions were were great and she really was an an awesome lady so I just want to I want to share if you'll indulge me for a second a, a few stories about Beth about just a couple of interactions that we had is that is that cool with you
1: yes we would love to hear that and you know my prayers are going out to the gym and the family um I, like you said, you can't imagine. I can't imagine either. Um, So we just want to send lots of warm wishes and prayers to the family and the gym and everything like that. So let's hear your wonderful stories about this amazing woman.
0: Yeah. So Beth, like I said, owner of Rockstar Arizona. And we, when we first got to American, we decided to take the gym to WSF, which is held in Arizona. So we're going to go to WSF and we go... And that's back when we had flyers. So we had four boys on our, our senior worlds team. And these boys are all in high school and, you know, they're pretty, they're good boys, like really legit, you know, like what you want in a male cheerleader. Right. And they're there, you know, her, her gym is there. And I guess she had a boy on one of her younger teams who I guess had been being bullied and he's being bullied and, you know, picked on for being a cheerleader and, you know, all these other things. So she reaches out to me after the competition and says, you know, tells me that same thing. Hey, we have a, you know, we have a boy on one of our teams. He's being bullied for being a cheerleader. Uh, He saw your boys and thought they were the greatest and just know that like, you know, there are boys, you know, that your boys, like an inspiration to, you know, our boys or whatever, or to our boy. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So I go and I get our boys the next practice and I tell them the story. Hey, there's a kid at this gym being bullied we're gonna send over like you know a little video for him you know and um so I get you know our four boys together and they each take turns hey you know I'm Miles you know everything's gonna be okay hey I'm Sam you know keep your chin up and you know they just go through and you know they all say a little something and I send it over to Beth and you know it was just Know Beth like reaching out and saying, like, hey, is there anything that you know you can do to help this boy out who's being bullied? And it truly showed her, and the rest of these stories are gonna tell, like, just her heart that she had. Like Mm -hmm. she's the type of coach that we needed in the industry, like someone who just truly cares for the kids and cares for the athletes. Um, when I was in Arizona last season, you know, during the lockdown season, yeah, I was supposed to do, I did the commentary for the event in arizona and i'm there you know hey that team looked great and so it's my first live event of the whole season and this happens in march or so my first live event in the whole season and i'm there and her gym is there and it's like literally the first time i've talked to her like since that that time that we sent that video to them and Mm -hmm. her gym comes in you know all the fans are in and it i said this originally when i talked about how that event went but It reminded me what live events were supposed to be like, just because her families were like so invested and just so loud. And again, it reminded me of like what live events, like specifically when I I think of that moment, I think of Beth's team in Rockstar, Arizona, how loud and energetic they were. And, and they walk in and she has this like stick, like this wand. It looks like a wand, like a Harry Potter wand type thing. And the team's performing and she's like holding it up, like shaking, like casting spells on the kids. And I was <laughs> like, what, what's the story with this or whatever? And so uh, we end up interviewing her, you know, for the commentary, like, you know, for the, the production. What's the story with this stick? What's going on? And she tells some story about how, you know, she goes and gets the stick and the team hits. And after they hit, um, the team is like, you have to, and then when she didn't have the, the, the stick, the team would drop. And so the kids were always like, coach, we need the stick. We need the stick, you know? And so it's like things like that, that you see all the time that coaches will do, like just to motivate their kids. Like, Hey, you know, if they, you know, you might think it's the silliest thing in the world. Like us hitting has nothing to do with this stick I'm holding in my hand, but when the kids love it, you know, a good coach will go, whatever you want me to do, I will do like, I'll come in here with, you know, purple hair and, you know, whatever, if that motivates you guys, you know, and she, you know, you could tell just by things like that, like her holding up this stick, like casting spells on those kids, (laughs) Um, you know, and just the energy. And they did like this thing, good vibes only, good vibes only, like before they, they set, you know, and my last story um, I have about Beth was actually a week before she passed away. Um, She had just posted on the coaches page. I always talk about ASGA. She just posted this thing on ASGA and it said it was like a wellness check for the athletes. And it um, said, Hey, you know, how, how's life going? And, you know, they'd say, you know, life is great. Life is okay. Life is meh, Life is really crummy. I need to talk to someone. Right. And it had like, what can we do at practice to make practice more fun? What, and, it, and hers actually talked more about the, um, the routine. What are you nervous about in the routine? Like, what is it? And she did this whole little survey just for the athletes. And she posted it on, on ASGA. I said, hey, guys, I got a lot of really good feedback from this survey. If any of you guys want to use this, you know, feel free to use it. Bunch of people commented on it. Oh, my gosh, this is such a great idea. And, you know, that's basically everyone was commenting. Such a great idea. Great job, Beth. You know, awesome. And I saw it. And I was like, that is a good idea. So I took the survey, I recreated, I changed some questions here and there. Um, but however long ago that was, two weeks ago or so, three, I, two weeks ago or so, I sent that survey out to the kids. Or I didn't send it. I sent it out to some of the kids and some of them I just had to take at practice. But did the survey at practice and you know, all the kids filled it out and I went and looked through to see if anything just stood out to me. And the one question I was I really stuck to was that, um, well, you know, how can they have more fun at practice? But it said your mental health is important. And one of the things was, you know, obviously it's like, are you, are you great? Are you good? Are you okay? Now I need someone to talk to. So I send that out and one of our athletes on one of our teams said that she was not doing well. Obviously that's a red flag to me. Mm -hmm. So the next day at practice, I go. I call the kid over. Said, "Hey, kid, what's what's going on? All right, just say, hey, is everything okay?" And she just she has no idea. I'm referencing the 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 um the survey. Yeah. Is everything okay? Breaks down in tears. And I'm like, okay, things are not okay, right? And she said, "Oh, I'm being bullied at school." And and she goes on about how she's being bullied at school. And I'm sitting there with my notebook. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the what school do you go to? Just names your school, you know who are the kids bullying you? Names the kids, right? I go okay. Well, um, we'll 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 do, we'll figure something out. So I go next day. I'm in the office. I call the school, and say, hey, I'm not sure I'm, who I'm supposed to talk to about bullying, but there is, you know, someone's being bullied at the school. One of the athletes that I coach here at the gym, and call the school, and you know they transfer me to the dean. I talk to the dean. She goes, okay, you know, we'll take care of it. And, you know, when I follow up with the, you know, the athlete, yeah, yeah, I got called into the council's office. We're working on it right now. And, you know, that day after I heard that, you know, I messaged, I reached out to Beth and said, hey, Beth, I'm sure you got a ton of these messages already, but I wanted to thank you for that survey that that you posted not too long ago, because we took with our kids. I, I explained the same story. I just told you guys. Yeah. Gave it to our kids you know, I was able to talk to a dean, a dean was able to go and, you know, intervene. And I just wanted to let you know that you truly, you know, made an impact. Thank you for sharing this Because I saw how many comments were on the, um, her original post. So I know that I wasn't the only person in that position that actually was able to have an impact because of what she did. And so I wanted to let her know, like, thank you so much for doing that. And it's just crazy. I'm glad that, um, it's kind of crazy that it came full circle. The first time she reached out to me, was because someone was being bullied in her gym and then you know my last interaction to her was thanking her for helping me with an athlete at our gym who was being bullied and so she was just you know from what i knew of her a great lady from everyone i know who knows her nothing but great things to say about her so again our thoughts prayers condolences truly out to beth's family and the whole rockstar arizona gym Well, those
1: were some very great stories. Um, I know that, which our listeners might not know, but I know that you can see me and you don't look at me, but I'm drying my tears right now. Um, you're gonna have to give me a minute (laughs) because that is so amazing. And like you said, you know, her going full circle and it coming back around that you helped with bullying and then she ended up helping you with bullying and then just you reaching out Jason and calling the school, like that was so courageous. And I'm sure in your position, you feel like that is your job and not every coach would say that. So um, bullying is such a huge deal nowadays. And I'm sure you made such an impact on that child's life and that's just another life that Beth had touched and helped. So, yeah. um, that is amazing. I didn't mean to cry, but I just couldn't help but cry. Like I'm a huge anti-bullying person. And, yeah. uh, I, I don't stand for bullying. I mean, I will go to the, and it doesn't matter whose kid it is or anything like that. It's just, it's such yeah. a huge thing, but that is amazing. Um, so definitely our prayers and thoughts are with their family and their gym so
0: for sure all righty so want to do a little less crying
1: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean to and just so happens i have a towel right here you know i'm just thinking like <laughs> we always laugh and make jokes and i mean we you know we i'm just like wow like really Brittany, you're crying on the podcast but that's just like that just melts my heart. I mean, clearly, I, I mean, I, and I have no idea who the athlete is. I don't want to know who the athlete is. Um, obviously I, it wasn't my child, you know, um, mm-hmm. or at least I hope it wasn't, <laughs> um, I would think we're good enough friends that you would tell me, but, you know, just to know that that could be my child, that it could okay. be anyone's child. And just for you to take that step and that initiative. And, you know, I don't know if you got the parents involved or not, and I don't want to know, but, it is such a big thing for people nowadays to to do those acts of kindness like it is just a complete act of kindness and um it means a lot to any parent listening any child listening um just to know that somebody else has their child's back so yeah um thank you as a mom for doing that for one of your athletes you
0: know I, and i think I would want someone to do that for Joey, right? Like Joey's Mm -hmm. basketball coach, you know, whoever. Like I'd want someone to do that for Joey as well. Um, So yeah, Um, here we go. So this is episode number 29. Yeah, as of this, we're recording episode 29 right now, obviously. Episode 28 released yesterday, right? Yeah. As we're recording, right? So it released on yesterday, Tuesday. Today for us is Wednesday and this won't release until next Tuesday. Anyway, so I re- we, the episode releases, post that clip on Facebook about, if you haven't seen the clip on Facebook, I will insert it right <laughs> now. But the clip on Facebook about, um, what was it? That we need to clean up the industry, right? We need to clean up yeah. the industry and all those things. And obviously people were commenting and people saw it and all those things. And I got a text message later on after it got posted a few hours later. Said, hey, I wanted to. Hey, I wanted to let you know that the USASF is cleaning things up. They're getting their act together. Now, this is from an old buddy of mine, not an old cheer coach, not an old cheer athlete that I cheered with, not an old you know, cheer athlete, that friend. Coach. Yeah. An old friend goes, Hey, I want to let you know, the USASF is getting their act together. They've hired, he's an investigator. They they've hired an outside firm to investigate the, all of these allegations. And it was my firm. So I'm now on these allegations when things happen and get, and get, and you know, things happen or whatever. I go, Oh, crazy. And, and so we're texting at first. I go, Oh, great. Do you work for safe sport? Which was the, yeah. the company I mentioned last time. Do you work yeah. for safe sport? He goes, no, safe sport handles the. Is preventative. We're not, we're on the other, we're after the allegations have actually been made. We go and look into the allegations. Safe again, so safe sport is preventative, right? So it's for parents to say, Hey, there's a red flag, there's a red flag here. Athletes, something's going, like my relationship with my coach is now kind of weird. Oh, this is a red flag. Coaches, you know, red flags. They're preventative. I am actually, and I actually investigate the, you know, alleged crimes or, you know, whatever happens. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He eventually calls me and tells me a bunch of stuff I didn't know. And I went, oh my gosh, this is, this is really good stuff and he showed us on the podcast. Only because <laughs> and I and I say this because I felt like Barbara Walters, right? Like I'm cra- I got a source now. Like I'm cracking the news, people. Let's go cracking the- I cracked the case. Breaking news. Yeah, breaking news, your boy with a source. So um and he goes, "Yeah, so here's what happens." He goes, "You and he he goes, he goes all this stuff. And so I got to make sure I say these things. What just happened? Give me a second. <laughs> well, I know what happened.
1: Well, while we have a second and we still have listeners, um, don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. Support the channel. We appreciate it.
0: We do appreciate it. So want to hear a funny story, Brittany? Yeah. So we had some guy, hire. we hired some guy to, um, we hired a guy to install these lights and fans in our rooms, in our bedrooms, and they have a remote. Anyway, I'm in my new setup, as everyone can see, but it's yeah. next to Joey's room. And it's the same fan with the same remote. So... The so Ashley
1: probably just turned off so, Joey's fan so, in her yeah, room.
0: She, yes, she <laughs> did. Well, the fan came on earlier and I was like, the fan, I could like feel the fan on me. And I'm like, the fan's on. But I was like, I'm not going to move. I'm just going to, the fan's just going to be on. Hopefully you don't hear it in the microphone. And then, and obviously you see that the light went out. And I'm yeah. like, yep, Ashley's in the other room turning off lights in there. So, you know, anyway, we're That's back funny. people. So anyway, so... So he calls me and he he tells me all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go through some, and it really did. And I only say all this to say it honestly gave me confidence in the USASF. And I know that a lot of people have lost confidence in the USASF, but to hear him truly as a third party, tell me what they were doing. Again, it gave me confidence um, talking to him directly because he is a, He's a, a, an old friend that I uh, honestly trust and know he's doing things the right way, especially, you know, what he's telling me. So he goes, he goes, yeah, so here's what happens. We now get, when a report is made, it goes directly to us, it goes to our firm and it gets sent out to one of our investigators. Then we investigate. And he said, we are not on the criminal side he said, We just determine if someone is eligible to be on the, or if they're supposed to be on that ineligible list or temporary ineligible list. So you may have heard, I know some of the families I know coaches definitely know there's an, an eligible list or a temporary ineligible list. You can go on USASF right now or USA Cheer and you can see all the coaches who are not supposed to be coaching in gyms, right? And you can go down mm-hmm. the list and go, Oh, this person is not supposed to be coaching at gyms. And if you're going to, um, You know, if someone applies at the gym, I can go to USASF, wherever, you know, find the list and go, oh, this coach is on the list. I can't hire you, buddy. Sorry. He goes, we determine if they're supposed to be on that list. He says, well, the first thing that parents need to do is that they need to 100% because we talked about the documentary a little bit. He said 100% parents need to first contact law enforcement. their local authorities. That is the first thing. That parents need to do a hundred percent he said after that they they should contact usasf he said the reason being they have to cross con or cross um report because local law enforcement doesn't you know contact every entity in the world and let they let them know there's a bad guy so you know bakersfield pd doesn't call usasf and go hey we got a bad guy here so it's important that after uh, a report is made, either by a parent or an athlete or a coach, that they cross-reference it or cross-report back to the USASF. Once that happens, it gets sent to an investigator. The investigator, you know, goes and starts to investigate. And he said, "And our we're just trying to determine if they should be on this list or not. He said, and our burden of proof is a lot lower than a criminal case. So... You know, I've watched enough TV. I'm sure you've watched enough TV where they go, you have to prove that this person is guilty beyond the shadow of a doubt, right? Yeah, and so, you know, the jurors have to go and go, no, it's it's nine I'm not sure with a shadow of a doubt, you know, what that percentage if we put a percentage to it. but it's like, it sounds like to me, no, we are not with the evidence that's been presented to us, we are ninety nine percent sure that that guy did it, right? This girl did it or this person committed this act, right? Beyond the shadow of a doubt. He said, we don't have to prove it as much as that to determine if they're on that list. He's like, we basically have to prove, he said, 51%. He's like, not even 51%. 50.1% is all we have to be able to prove. And I was like, oh, like you probably did it. And if someone probably did it, they get put on that, they get put on that ineligible, ineligible list or temporary ineligible list. And I was like, Okay, like they don't have to actually, you know, and I and I like that because it goes, yeah, this guy probably did or probably had something. Something probably happened. Now they might not be able to prove it in the court of law with with because you need so much more evidence. But yeah. when everyone goes, yo, looks like a duck, you know, quacks, quacks like, like a, a duck, duck, you know, like this guy's probably a duck, even though I can't really prove it right now. So yep. that made me feel a lot better that we could. And then it doesn't ruin that person's life. Like if they're not guilty, like they just aren't involved in cheerleading anymore. They just have to go do, you know, something else. But at least they're not going to be around, you know, the athletes in the cheer industry, right? Um, he said, the other thing, it's important that people actually report. He said, you wouldn't believe this stuff, Jason. He's like, I got a report. Um, I just got, uh, found a guy yesterday, or not yesterday, but early is like the last case that he was on. And he said- parents knew he it was a gym owner preying on his own athletes. He said and parents knew about it. He said parents in the gym I do my investigation. Parents knew about it and no one reported this guy. He said so parents coaches have to report if you see something you have to go and report it. And I'm thinking this is crazy. Like are you kidding me? So you know we're all and he went into like um mandated reporters like you know you know you can in some states you are criminally he's like not just civilly but criminally charged if you're a mandated reporter and didn't report you know so that's that let me see what else did he talk about
1: i Uh, i'm i i I gotta interject a little bit um i (laughs) I want to, the parents that didn't report this, I literally want to hang them by my in my tree. Like, what yeah. is wrong with you? Literally, yeah. what is wrong with you? There is nothing in the world that could ever stop me from protecting my daughters or their friends or yeah. their co-athletes. Parents, I I 100% agree with him. These parents have to stick up. And I understand some points. I mean, I've watched plenty of, you know, crime documentaries and things Mm -hmm. like that. I understand to an extent, some parents are like, I don't want to put my child through a trial or my Mm -hmm. child is too scared to um, speak out of her abuser and whatever Mm -hmm. kind of abuse, verbal, physical abuse. No, I don't care. I yeah. do not care. There is no child that ever deserves to go through anything like that. You yeah. couldn't pay me all the money in the world to keep silent. There's no way. So I, whoever your friend is, I 100% agree with him. He needs to speak. Uh, they, people need to speak up. Like
0: yeah.
1: something in my, in my mind, something is wrong with you. If you do not speak up,
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it is just not right in a good conscience. It is not right at all um and like the mandated reporter thing i have wanted to become a mandated reporter for a long time back when Mm -hmm. i was like way younger um, than i am now um you know i had to throw that in because i'm not that
0: old (laughs) than i (laughs) I am now (laughs)
1: um but i i completely agree parents need to speak up like they're i mean the tiniest little things make such a huge difference um Mm -hmm in a child's life, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, it can go back to the bullying situation, it could be a um, mental abuse, it could be a physical abuse. I just, I would, I really truly would like to talk to somebody that has witnessed any type of what we're talking about, that didn't, didn't say anything. Like, why? Why didn't you say anything? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I would like to have a civil conversation with him. I probably would be angry, um, but you know, like what was your reasoning behind this? So yeah. um, I, I totally agree. I mean, I like my, I go from sad, you know, crying just a minute ago to now my blood's like boiling. To, like what the yeah, heck is wrong to, to with the these whole, Yeah.
0: <laughs> I got so, you. Well,
1: that's definitely good to hear that there is somebody on the outside, like looking into those allegations um, yeah. and investigating.
0: Yeah. And it made me feel good that he said, like we decide who's on that, on that list. And he's like, and we're all former cops, you know, like we all have, he's like, we're not oh, yeah. cops anymore, but we all have, we all know what we're doing. You know, we have good relationships with the local law um, enforcement, you know, Yeah, you know, sheriff's department, police departments, you know, like, so we have good relationships with them. So we're able to navigate these things. Um, he said the USASF, he said, bro, they, they poured a lot of money in, like, he, they poured a lot of money into this. And so yeah. it made me think, you know, I know that we talked last time about how that USASF fee went up um, he's, and he's like, that's exactly where all that money, like the money that they pay the USASF, you know, is, you know, funding, you know, you know, our um, company yeah. and not to mention Safe Sport, which is brand new. So little did I know, right? I didn't realize, I know I said this earlier, but there's two different companies that have been brought on to help, you know, protect the athletes. So I think that I heard this, a mom told me this, a kid had um, talked back to me at practice the other, and a sweet kid, sweet kid never talks back to me ever at practice. And hard worker, like one of my favorite kids, right? Talked <laughs> back to me at practice and I go, oh, hey, hey kiddo, come here real quick. It is like five minutes later. And go, is everything good kid? You sure? All right, you got anything else to say? No, 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 right. Goes home, apparently tells her mom about it. Hey, I talked back to Coach Jason today at practice, blah, blah. And the mom was like, you did what? Yeah, you need to make an apology to Jason. And she goes, well, I guess she suggested she was going to email me. Like the daughter's like, well, I'll email him and, you know, apologize or whatever. And the mom said, love this. This should be the code of the week. And she said, no, you your crime was in person. The apology needs to be in person. And I went, man, that is so good. Like, I thought that was so good. Like, hey, your offense happened in person. You need to apologize in person. Like don't commit a crime in person. You know, you feel sorry. And then like, don't, you know, look them in the eye and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I just thought that was so good. Um, and so I think that we constantly have given USASF a bad rap for and I got the sense through talking to him that the USASF has dropped the ball in this particular instance. Like the ball has been dropped, fumbled to say the least when it comes to abusers in the industry. But I will say, um, I will give them credit for, because I talked to the CEO, I was on a call with the CEO from SafeSport, up guy, all about the kids. It was like, we're going to take care of all these things. And, and, uh, and that made me feel confident with with safe sport. And now hearing that there's this additional, you know, third party in, investigating, yeah. you know, agency or company, whatever we're calling it, made me feel real, com- you know, confident. You know that moving forward, that cheer, that all star cheer, is going to be a lot safer place than it was, you know, in the last five five ten years, right? So yeah, you know, and it, they're and trying. It yeah. They're hundred yeah, percent. That's what we're, you know, we need them. We need them to try because it breaks my heart because the people I know at USASF are all great people. Now it's a big, mm-hmm. you know, big company. I don't know everyone there, but the people I know are all people that I trust. Like, you know, Karen Wilson, Mary, um, Dana Fielding. Uh, I don't even know who else I can name off the top of my head, but like everyone I know at the USASF, Love kids are there for the right reasons, and I feel awful that their names you know get sullied along with this La stella even though he's not with u s a s f anymore but you know just great people who are in the industry for the uh the right reasons, so yeah anyway
1: well, all we could do i mean it's one step forward you know usually a lot of people have you have to make mistakes to um better yourself and succeed and I feel like that goes the same for USASF. They have made mistakes. They're learning from their mistakes and they are striving to do better and do the best that they can. So it's yeah. just one step forward and that's all that they can do.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard. You know, I talked to a coach, my, my old coach from all stars, uh, Andrew Price, shout out to Andrew. Andrew, we re- I ran into a couple years ago at spirit sports and he was talking about how different coaching is nowadays. And he says, you know, when I coached you, all I had to do was coach. That was my only job. I was a coach. He said, now, the co- the, you know, now coaching today, you're a coach, you're a therapist, you're a counselor, you're a shrink, you know, it, you're all of these different jobs that you didn't expect to be when you signed up. And I personally like to see the good in people. Um, mm-hmm. That's just how I have chose to live life chosen. until I choose to live life right now. And, you know, I think about the USASF, you know, they started to create rules so that teams didn't have to change their routines every weekend, you know, and yeah. obviously it's grown and they're getting into subjects that they probably didn't necessarily know that they had to deal with. You know, like I, you know, I signed up to coach. I didn't know I was going to be dealing with bullying, you know, or I would have, that would have to intervene on a child's behalf at their school you know it's one yeah. thing if a kid's bullying a kid on a team that i coach of course that kind of comes in my peer review. but to think about you know hey i gotta reach out and talk to a school you know, all those things come with the territory now and i think that the usasf has finally realized that this is a part of the territory this is the nature of the beast now that this comes with you know
1: yeah definitely your job that comes with governing body,
0: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so that's, um, that's what we got on there. Um, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, man. So question of the week. Yes. All right. Well, be- the week. before we get into the question of the week, guys, make sure that you guys send in your questions of the week send them into myself at Jason Larkin on on instagram send them into be more b dot more triple underscore on instagram and uh, send us those questions you can send them on facebook if you have us on facebook but yeah we look at these questions we answer them and we need some questions to answer we love answering your questions they really drive the uh conversation. and i want this to be a show that you know helps bridge the gap between coaches and parents um you know everyone so you know let's hear this um question of the week this week's question of the week comes to us by black boys cheer black boys cheer is a megaphone for black and brown male cheerleaders everywhere in the industry their goal It's to provide mentorships, scholarships, mental health resources for black and brown male cheerleaders who might not otherwise have access to them. So if you're a black or brown male cheerleader looking or needing one of these resources or you're someone looking to donate to this nonprofit organization, please reach out to Black Boys Cheer on Facebook or on Instagram.
1: So question of the week. I don't know if she wanted her name put out there or not. um, So I'm not even going to say her name, but (laughs) uh, she says, I have an eight year old who is a pretty strong tumbler currently on a youth two, but has a back tuck standing three back handsprings and an aerial solid level three skills. Only thing she's a very weird size. She's a little too big to be a flyer on her team and has no experience and she isn't quite big enough to be a good base either. She's a tumbler. She's just a tumbler and does jumps. Do you think the lack of flying experience will hold her back when moving up levels? Our gym doesn't have youth higher than level two. So she knows she won't be able to. So the mom knows that she won't be able to base on junior teams either. Does that make sense?
0: Makes perfect sense. So we have an eight-year-old with an yep. eight-year-old who's currently on the youth two team. She has, yep. sounds like she has pretty solid level three skills, but they don't have a youth three or a youth anything higher than that. Um, and she's at a weird size where she, she's a little bit too small to base on the team. And, and, but doesn't have any flying experience. She doesn't fly on the team. She's just a tumbler. will not being able to fly right now or base, like kind of hurt her moving forward in the future.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So I try to answer questions the way I answer them at our gym and the way I would want, you know, what I would do if it were my daughter in the situation. So we've had this situation kind of before. I remember talking to a parent years ago who was on our junior team. We had a junior two, and she was probably about eight years old. She was really young. Um, Eight years old, but had solid level two tumbling. Um, Wasn't a flyer and definitely wasn't big enough to base on that team. So she just tumbled the whole time. And I remember at the end of the season, and that was our first season at American. So that was truly our first season putting together All of the teams top to bottom. Now I put together teams at CBU, but only had two teams and they're all college age kids. It's a lot different than putting together a whole program full of kids at PCM. I put together, Ashley and I put together our own teams. So, you know, we didn't have to worry about where everyone else went. You know, we just put together, we just put our teams together and, you know, kind of went from there. So that was our first year putting together full teams, top to bottom, everyone in the program, we decided where they were going to go. And, you know, She's young enough. She's age eligible for a junior team. She had a back handspring, right? Put her on junior two. And at the end of the year, I thought, I don't know if this was the best team for her. I don't know what other team I would have put her on. And I remember telling the mom, I wish we would have had a youth two for her. That way she would have been able to base this year and, you know, get kind of get that full experience of of cheer, Mm -hmm. right? Um, but we didn't, so I don't know where else we would have put her like, that was really the best position, but for that particular athlete, um, I don't think it was like the best position for her, for her as an individual. And so what I think is, so I've seen this, I've seen it happen time and time again. What I think, especially when we run into this is that athletes should try to put themselves in a position where they can stunt or tumble now if they're not stunting or tumbling in the routine and it doesn't it's not a hundred percent for every athlete but for the most part the athlete should put themselves in a position where they should where they can either stunt or tumble in the routine um, and if that means that this eight-year-old crosses over to minis so that she can base on the level one team then I that's what I would suggest now I have made that suggestion several times and parents don't always, Buy that they, I don't know if I want her on a mini team. You know, she already has her handspring, she already has her, her tuck or whatever. But it's what I would do with Joey is I would have Joey, even if she, you know, we're on the youth two and tumbled on the youth two, she would still be, I would still put her on mini so she can base and get that full experience. because she's still eight years old. And so there's a part of, there's, you know, people put their kids in sports. Top reasons why people put their kids in sports to have fun. To develop teamwork to build confidence. Three top three reasons why parents put their kids in sports. Actually, those are the top three reasons why parents put their kids in all-star cheerleading. That was that that research was done by the USASF. So when we talk about, so it's not skill development, right? It's not um, so they can be on a worlds team one day. It's so they can yeah. have fun, get confidence, and develop teamwork. So that's why I suggest putting the eight-year-olds on, on minis to cross over. Like we want her to be on the youth, too, so she can go and kind of utilize these skills that she's worked hard to develop. She wants to be able to show off that back handspring and those things like that. But she also wants to be around kids her, her own age, right, and have that peer-to-peer interaction and develop, you know, teamwork also, to have fun and, and, be, and be confident. There's a really cool study done by Malcolm Gladwell. He is an author. He wrote this book, Blink. I never read the book, Blink, but I saw him on a uh, TED Talk one day. Really interesting TED Talk. Uh, you should check it out. It was about, you know, obviously we all know the story of David and Goliath. And when they tell the story of David and Goliath, it's supposed to be this, this guy who surpassed all odds. And he breaks down the biblical text about how maybe it wasn't so, um, all the odds were on Goliath's side, and it, it's this really cool thing how he broke down the, the actual biblical text of that story, and how um, they think Goliath might have been blind, and it's a really cool thing. You should watch. It's like, oh, that's really interesting. Anyway, so I started getting, I started looking at all of his other like speeches and talks on YouTube, um, Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. And he tells this story um, about college admissions, and so he said that and I'm kind of kind of combining two different talks I heard into one right now. But he told this one story or this one study shows this, the study of this that in a student who gets into Harvard, lots of students get into Harvard, right? And and these kids are the best of the best, the the brightest kids are out there, right? They're at Harvard, right? Yeah. And obviously not all of them are still the top of their class when they go to Harvard. Some of those kids now have to be the middle of the class or the bottom of the class now, right? And he says, those people who end up being middle of the class, bottom of the class, do ter- they do so much worse in life than those who end up going to decide, you know what? Harvard's too much for me. I'm just going to go back home. I'm going to go to the University of Tennessee. And where they go to the University of Tennessee this is the example he used, but they go to the University of Tennessee and they are top of the class again. Those kids have so much confidence because they're at the top of their class. They end up being way more successful graduating from, you know, Tennessee than, than being middle of the pack and being stressed out the whole time, middle of the pack in uh, you know, at Harvard, right? And you would think someone from Harvard who graduated from Harvard would end up having a better life than someone who went to, you know, university of Tennessee. Right. So nothing against the university of Tennessee It's just the example he used. So don't, don't at me guys. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. And I always think about that. Like, yeah, this, these kids should be building confidence you know, where they are, let them be confident on a mini team. Obviously build, develop your skills on that higher level. <clears throat> for sure but if you're not going to be utilized as a base or a, uh or a, or a flyer then yeah. try to if, if it's available and it's not always available for teams you know there's other kids in the gym not just you know your kid right but if it's available hey is there an opportunity for her to cross over onto the mini one and let her you know be in all the the stunt sections and be in tumbling and being all these things and do what it's like to be on honest because you want that interaction you know what it's like to actually be in a stunt group and have that bond with your stunt group and have those arguments with your stunt group and all those things are part of you know the growth of a uh, of a cheerleader you know and i said i'm just going to tell that one that's the only story i'm so i'm not going to tell the other one even though it's a really good story um i'm not sure if it's going to apply anymore but that's what i would suggest or if that's not available then if your gym offers a flight school i would get into a flight school and because at 8 years old if you're an advanced tumbler like more advanced than the average kid your age for any gym it's likely that you're going to move up the levels quickly because that's usually how we base teams a lot of big a big percentage of how we base teams is based on your tumbling skills right and so if you have the ability to if you have tumbling ability at a younger age you're going to be put on these older teams or more or the higher level teams quicker, right? And if you're eight years old on a junior team, you better fly, right? Like that's, you know, you better learn how to fly because you're eight years old on junior team. All the other kids are 14, right? 12, you know, 11, 12, you know, every other kid on the team is bigger than you. So I would suggest getting into a flight school and learning how to fly during flight school. And then, you know, coaches can see you and, and, you know, see all those things. Okay, looks like she has some potential. Yeah, let's put her on the junior three next year and, you know, give her the opportunity to be on this team. So that's what I would do. Um, i have probably, in a perfect world, do a combination of all those things. Put her on the mini team, hover base. It might be too late. Who knows? They might need a person to cross over. But put her on the mini team, hover base, put her on a flight school, keep her flying up, let her stay on the youth team to, you know, showcase the skills she's able to showcase on that team. So that is my – that's my opinion. What, what do you think, Be more Parents' perspective.
1: I, I think – I would go directly to the coach or director or whatever, you know, Um, I think every gym is different. So at our gym, I would go directly to you and just shoot the spill and just say, you know, I know that she's in a little awkward stage, but you know, I would want her to excel more as opposed to just jumps and tumbling. I want her to, you know, learn basing or flying or something like what, are my steps to how we're going to do it, you know, and me being at our gym, I know that you would probably tell me like, okay, Brittany, we need, she needs to get in a flight school or, you know, I, I know a couple of things that you probably would tell me. Um, but I would, as a parent, go directly to the coach and just ask them. I mean, it's, I think that is such a big problem nowadays is that parents for some odd reason are not comfortable going to the coaches and just Mm -hmm. asking for advice. Um, and I think that if we can bridge that gap a little bit more, um, it'll be so much better, uh, I would just, yeah, that's all I would do. I would just ask the coach and, you know, their perspective can be totally different than your perspective um, as you being a coach. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, every coach's perspective is different. So, you know, going to that um, coach and just having an open conversation, you know, it's like, she, she clearly, she's not angry. She didn't seem angry. She didn't seem upset Mm -hmm. or anything like that. She just, She just wanted to know, you know, and of course, what child doesn't want to level up and her skills sound um, pretty good. I mean, I don't know if they really are or not, but (laughs) just having that open communication with your coach. um, That's what I would do.
0: There we go. All right, guys. Well, if you have a question that wants to be answered, needs to be answered, whether you're a coach, gym owner, to your mom or to your dad, maybe even an athlete send your questions in and you know have yours featured on uh on the show we'd love to answer them so yeah all right we're ready to get into the uh well the quote of the week
1: yeah is that all we got quote of the week
0: we got the the quote of the week coming up right now quote of the week all right party people this is the sounds like that quote of the week sounds like that is the official music producer not only for the let's talk to your podcast but for all of our american cheer tracks so if you're a coach gym owner or just a, a very aggressive parent and you need new to <laughs> music in your gym then um go to the link in the description fill out the questionnaire and someone from sounds like that will get back to you about sending your music you know we get music coming up actually pretty soon i'm very excited and talking to our music producer shout out to casey k fresh marlo um, but I'm excited about getting music now that routines are like wrapping up. That means, you know, music comes up right after that. So anyway, quote of the week, be more. I think you've seen this quote of the week before. Um, quote of the week Three. is I got to read it. I got to find it. Here we go. I am a hard worker and working hard is cool. <laughs>
1: Thanks for waking me up at 6.03 this morning, Jason. Let's
0: let's go. Let's go. So quote of the week, I'm a hard worker. Working hard is cool. That quote is by yours truly. I made that up. So why is it the quote of the week? Why am I waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning? Um, I knew Brittany had heard it because, you know, in the morning. I told you I told you I'm on my, um, my morning miracle, right? Where I'm waking up every day at 5 a.m. trying to get my day started. So one of the things I do is my morning affirmations. And I'm just supposed to affirm myself that I am the greatest ever, right? And we do the the monthly power statements for the athletes, which I guess is more of an affirmation. But if we go back to a lot, I mean, we've been doing them for a while. Uh, This is the first month we've done them this season, but we've done them for several seasons. Well, we'll have a saying of the month that the kids put in the group chat every day and it's just to kind of create that that self-image of of whatever we're trying to get across um we have the gym power statement that the kids know we nail perfect routines with a high caliber of execution and a broadway style performance like that's what we want you know when the kids take the mat we want them to know that that's who they are there's this really cool thing that says you cannot outperform your self-image. So, however you think you are, that's who you're going to act like. The way that you see yourself, you're gonna your habits are then going to transform into into that person. So it's really important that you have a strong, confident self-image about yourself because your habits are going to start to match that, and then you'll actually become that person, right? So every month we try to reaffirm, you know, something. And this is the, I've been trying to think that, you know, what is the quote going to be? And I went back and forth between some of the ones we, we, we have used in the past. And then it hit me, the kids, the kids were at practice the other day. I'm trying to get them kind of in tune at practice, trying to get them in tune, like, hey, come on, guys. And I just see them like talking, you know, just talking about stuff, you know, just, what I would call gossip, I don't know, but is the way they're talking to each other, they're just talking about stuff that's going on at school or, or something that someone said or what's going on or just just doing stuff that they're just trying to be cool, you know, Yeah. and, and it reminded me because I did this literally yesterday and I told the kids, guys, we're just trying to be cool right now and we need to be working hard and so one thing that happens at competitions happens all the time at competitions. People go to competitions, all the coaches get around and the coaches, the first thing coaches do is complain about their scores. Oh, the scores are awful. And you, know, you kind of feel bad when you don't want to complain about your scores. So to fit in, <laughs> I got to go, yeah, man. Yeah. They hosed us, man. Like, oh, the scores were, yeah. Ooh, these judges up here, you know, And I'm telling the kids, but guys, it's not cool to be lazy at practice. Like, you're trying to be cool. anyway, so I showed them this video. It's one of my favorite videos. Um, a guy named Gino. He's the coach uh, for the women's basketball team at UConn. So legendary basketball program there and you know tons of national championships. And he has this you know, this YouTube or this video clip of him um, at a press conference. And he goes, "It's really hard nowadays to find motivated athletes. Kids who just love the sport and, you know, are hungry for the sport, hungry to get better. He says, because all of these kids go and they watch the NBA or the WNBA or the NFL, whatever they watch. And what they see on TV are people just being cool. And he said, and and so these kids go and they try to emulate them just being cool. So these kids don't even know what their pivot foot is yet. You know, they they don't know their basic fundamentals. And they're trying to be cool. You see it every AAU tournament. You see it here. So we really try to put an emphasis on, you know, try to recruiting these energetic athletes. And he said, and he goes on to say, I put a premium on body language. If you have bad body language, you won't get in the game. And so I've showed this quote to the kids several times over the years. And, and I go, guys, we're just trying to be cool. And we have a perception of like what cool is. And I go, but guys, being cool is being a hard worker. Like, and I told, it doesn't matter what team it was, but, you know, they're doing jumping jacks. And when they were younger, they used to count all the jumping jacks out loud. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. I said, and now we're too cool to count out loud. So now we do them silently, you know? And I made a comparison about a team. We had flyers years ago, and then we decided that we were no longer gonna move on with our Worlds program, Right and those kids drove me crazy cuz they were all really cool. Those were cool kids. They really were. Right? They're the coolest <laughs> high school, highest level in the gym. Those kids never counted jumping jacks no matter what. They just never counted. They were too cool. And I said, "You know what? When you guys were on the younger team, you guys would count out loud. And flyers would drive me nuts because they would never count out loud." I said, "Now you guys are the cool kids and now you guys don't count out loud." I have no idea when that switched, but you know, but we got to yeah. stop acting cool. So, the point is we send that text message every morning and it doesn't have to be every morning. So when I want to do it, right. But I figure they're up. They got to go to school, right? They go to school still. Your kids go to school.
1: My kids go to school, but they don't get up till 645. So you're waking me up every single morning. <laughs> Literally. But, uh, this morning, do not disturb. <laughs> no, this morning you sent the message and I, and I've said this before. I don't think that I don't feel like the twins are responsible mm. enough, which I might just add them to the group me and delete myself. And if they get themselves mm. in trouble, they do. But Ryan says, who's texting you this early? I said, it was Jason. And he's all, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah. Please, and please
0: clarify to your husband. He's not texting me. Well, don't say, well, he's texting the kids. Don't say that either. <laughs> say, he's putting a reminder in the group chat. <laughs> That's what you need to say.
1: And but you are the only other man that uh, calls me or texts me all the time or whatever. So when you called the other day. I, we were at dinner and he's like, who is that? i like, Jason. And then Ryan's mom's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, it's about her podcast. <laughs> so yeah, there go. he's like, totally fine with it. But so when that, you send that message, the girls got up and everything. And yeah. um, I said, girls, I am a hard worker. And they said, because working hard is cool. I said, okay, I just need to hear you say it. Cause I'm going to respond back and say twins because they don't have the group yeah. me. So Every morning you're waking me up.
0: There you go. That's what happens when parents are on the group chat. See? <laughs> you got I, think you got.
1: Today's, I think today's the day. I'm deleting it. And the girls are going to have it themselves.
0: <laughs> that was my plan all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but trying to get the athletes, you know, I think in general, and I think what, what Gino said in general was that, and I don't think it's just athletes we'll just cheer athletes. I think it's, you know, people everywhere are just trying to be cool before they even know what their pivot foot is. You know, and I remember, um, Michael May, shout out to Michael May. He cheered at SFA where I cheered, right? But he cheered there. We never actually cheered together. He's about four years older than me, guy out there. Like, he graduated when, when I was coming in, but he was the best stunter in the world. Honestly, he really was the best stunt in the world at one point. He was freaking phenomenal. And he was, honestly, Michael May was the coolest dude. Like, I, like, I, you know, like, a cheer celebrity, right? And I was just like, dude, this yeah. guy's awesome. And he would just do stuff that was just cool, you know? And I remember, like, before his stunt, you know, he's a big dude. I remember, um, like, before his stunt, the, the music said, the fat boys are back, right? It's old school song, right? And I remember him walking up to the elite, like rubbing his belly, like the fat boys are back. And I was like, this guy's so cool. Uh, And I remember this one time at practice, or he used to pop his double downs, right? The cradle, right? Pop his double downs. And, you know, good technique is you pop the double down, you leave your arms up. You catch nice and high. Good technique the way I teach the kids. Leave those arms up. Michael May, he'd pop the double down, drop his arms to his side. And then cuts the cradle low. And it just looks so cool. They would drop his arms, you know, which is not good technique at all. But, you know, it just showed, you know, I can pop this thing so high. My arms kind of get tired staying up there. I'm going to leave them down here. And he catches it. It looked, <laughs> it looked freaking so cool. Um, and I remember going to SFA and dropping my arms in my, in my double downs. Coach just read, Jason, what are you doing? Get your arms up when you catch the double. Oh, yeah, but Michael May. That's how Michael May does yeah. it. Yeah. Come watch out if you Michael May. You know, and... Um, So shout out to Michael May, because I thought he was the coolest dude ever. Now, all he does on Facebook is post, literally all his posts are memes now. It's pretty funny. Anyway, but um, anyway, so trying to tell the kids that it's actually cool to work hard. You don't have to be cool. Don't try to be cool. Just work hard and you'll be cool. Be more. Sorry for interrupting you at 6 a.m. I'm sure you're not the only parent who feels that way. So
1: it's no big deal. I need to get up anyways.
0: Yeah. You know, we're all up. I'm trying to motivate everyone. Well, let's go. Coach is, on the, Coach is up on the grind. We all got to be on the grind. Let's go.
1: I will say that the more and more podcasts we do, and I've felt this way for a while, but I don't think I've said it. You You do have such a positive outlook on a lot of things and you try to see the good in everybody. And I had someone the other day that had told me like, Brittany, you have changed. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, you're not a Debbie Downer. Like you weren't always a Debbie Downer, but you would have your moments and mm-hmm. you're just so positive now. And I'm like, that's because of Jason. He inspires
0: me. There we go. There we go. But
1: I do want to say something to everybody. Um, I this every morning. And I have always told them this since they were in kindergarten, even when I worked and left for the house, I always used to tell them, make somebody smile today. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you compliment them on your shirt looks cute or your hair looks good, or it doesn't matter. If you make one person smile, you have no idea how that's going to affect their day. That can make them have a better day. So And I constantly, I tell it to them every single day when I drop them off for school. Don't, remember, don't forget, we know mommy, make someone smile today. Um, and you cool. know, some days, some days they will come home and they'll say, I made someone smile today. Some days they won't, um, but it, I'm drilling it into their head just like you are drilling it into their head too. Yeah. It is cool to work hard. Um, yeah. So everybody listening, make someone smile today.
0: Make someone smile today. That's a good quote of the week, too. There you go. The parent quote of the week. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. All right. We got anything else? What else are we talking about today?
1: I don't think we have anything else. I think that's it.
0: I guess so. I'm excited. I'm excited to get music because I got some good uh, music stories I want to tell when we get music. So when we get me, yeah, I got some good music stories. So one of these days. But uh, so, guys, make sure that you guys like, subscribe, share. The podcast we'll get into this last thing then we'll have anything else um we've done this a couple of times we kind of dropped the ball in it but we are back make sure that you guys leave a five star rating and if you do you can have you can have yours possibly read on the podcast this one came to us just about a month ago i love this podcast i have two kids in an all-star and after six years i'm still learning i've enjoyed all the topics and guest speakers on this show Thank you for doing this podcast and please keep them coming. After you say, not sure if there's going to be a number 29, I always say out loud, yes, please do another one. That is from Cheer Mom L2. So if you want to hear yours read on the show, go to the comments. Well, actually, go to the comments, go to the ratings, leave a rating, leave a comment, share this. And the last thing, last thing I'm going to say, a great way to support the podcast is I was actually in the show notes yesterday looking for something not this and scrolled through and I was on Apple looking at it and scrolled all the way to the bottom and I saw that it said to support the show, click this link, which I did not add. Brittany, you did not add it. And I was like, what is, and the the app we use to upload onto Apple adds it. And so I clicked on it. What is this? Clicked on it and it said, "You you can donate to the show you can make a contribution a 99 cents 99 cent comp contribution a 499 contribution i think the highest one was like a 10 dollar contribution or a 9.99 contribution so if you want to donate to the show every little bit helps it helps us you know actually produce the podcast it actually does cost money before it was just my phone announces this whole thing but <laughs> if you want to support the podcast you know we'd love to have your support if you don't have the money then show show it with a like if you like the podcast like the podcast We love you guys. Be more. You got anything else?
1: Nope. Next week is hopefully episode 30. So uh, send us all the questions.
0: Let's get it. All right, guys. Let's make it happen. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out.